I want to talk about the environment and climate change for the next little bit in two different ways. First, I want to look back at the election in terms of what role climate change played in the election. Then I want to look ahead because a new survey out this week suggested most Canadians are not optimistic about humanity's chances of fighting climate change. It found 67% of respondents were at least somewhat pessimistic about the planet. Almost as many believe the Earth's climate is at a tipping point and that the time to act is short. 14% believe it's already too late. Michael Bernstein is the executive director of Clean Prosperity and joins us now. Thanks for your time today. Good to be with you. You did some exit polling uh, following the election that was uh, pretty interesting and it, it made me wonder, have we reached the point in this country where carbon pricing and climate change aren't going to scare, for lack of a better term, a potential voter away from a specific party? Yeah, I think I think we have. I think Canadians are telling us that based on everything they are seeing and understanding about the climate crisis, uh, that they want all of their leaders to take strong action on climate change. And even when it comes to a policy like carbon pricing, which certainly has had a lot of debate over the years, Canadians now understand that this is a core part of what we need to do to solve climate change, and they are more concerned about solving climate change than they are about the potential costs associated with a term like a carbon tax. The narrative for a while has been this is an issue for conservatives and conservative voters. You and I have talked about how that's maybe not the case. Uh, How important is it to voters that they support a party that does have a credible climate plan. This is becoming a really critical issue for Canadians. Um, And they are telling us in this poll that they, a large share of them will not support a party, will not even consider voting for a party that does not have a strong climate plan. So specifically in our poll, we looked at uh, the conservative voting pool, all those who said they were open to considering voting conservative. And that block of voters, six out of 10 of them, told us they would not vote for a party without a climate change plan. So it's not necessarily that that's their top voting issue or the reason they're going to decide to vote for you. But if you do not have a serious climate plan, voters will not even consider you. Uh, was was that surprising to you? I would guess not based on some of uh, you know the other surveys and polls you've done. But this, that kind of fits with you know what we've talked about in the past in terms of how the, you know, small C conservative voter views the carbon pricing issue. Yeah, it's it's consistent with other polling we've done in the last couple of years, as you said. So in that sense, it, it doesn't surprise me. But it is true that this represents a shift in the public's views relative to five and for sure 10 years ago, where climate change was something they said, yeah, I I care about it in theory. I want someone to do something about it, but it's not really a driving motivator for me in terms of how I'm going to cast my vote. And that is very different today. And it's one of the reasons why I expect and hope going forward, we will see all parties look at further strengthening their climate plans uh, in order to win votes. It's interesting because uh, when I I saw uh, the story about uh, your exit poll, there was also a survey that came out this week that suggests uh, Canadians are somewhat anxious about the environment and a bit pessimistic about our ability to turn the ship around. Uh, Does that surprise you? 
Yeah, um, you know, it, it does a little bit. But on the other hand, I think it is it makes sense when I thought about it, because it is difficult for people to understand what is it going to take to actually solve this problem. I think there's an understandable skepticism that people have about big institutions, about government, um, and about the capacity of solving such a big problem. But I think the good news is that Canadians are going to start to see more and more concrete examples of how they and society as a whole can reduce our carbon footprint. The most obvious example is electric vehicles that we're starting to see more and more on the roads. I think you're going to start to see more uh, low carbon technology like heat pumps in buildings. Um, so I think uh, bit by bit, we are going to see a clear path for how we can get to where we need to go. And hopefully that will increase folks optimism as well. It's interesting because so much of, uh, you know, the climate issue, I think, is sometimes it's hard for people uh, to see, you know, the issue in front of them. You know, we, you know, we see the environment, so to speak, everywhere. But in terms of seeing climate change, um, you know, it, people may have a hard time seeing it in the moment. But we're seeing it more now with, you know, these... Uh, you know, the extreme heat we've seen out in B.C. with, you know, all sorts of uh, weather events, uh, evidence of climate change impacting our lives. And on the flip side, I wonder if people can also see ways of, you know, addressing it having a direct impact as well. I think they will uh, increasingly. I think this decade is the decade where people are going to see um, some specific concrete things they can do to reduce their carbon footprint. The good news about that is those choices are going to start to be not just good for the environment, but they're going to be good for you because they're going to save you money um, and they, in many cases, are better types of equipment. So if you take the electric vehicle, it's, going, it's continuing to decline in cost. We will reach the point where it will just be a lower cost option. It, is also cre it will also create less noise pollution, less air pollution. Um, so Canadians are going to have more choices, and I hope that means that, that they'll be even more engaged in this effort to tackle the problem. Do you think we're doing enough to do our part to 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 have an impact and uh, a positive impact on the climate? Well, there's we're probably we're not doing our part fully yet, but we are making a lot of progress and we're at a point where the federal government has put on the table enough policy ideas in order to get us to where we need to go over the next decade. Um but the, the key now will be for them to uh, put into law and into practice the ideas they've proposed and for all Canadians to really hold their feet to the fire, federally, of course, as well as provincially and municipally, because ultimately all of us individually can make changes to our own lives, and that's helpful. But what really matters is getting the right policies in place to move the whole economy towards a low-carbon future. We will follow with interest. Michael, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. That's Michael Bernstein, Executive Director of Clean Prosperity.